This is Outspoken, the podcast that's not afraid to say exactly what you're thinking. Our names are Amy, Kate and Sophie Torber. We're identical triplets, but we often don't have identical opinions. So sometimes things can get heated. Outspoken covers all things reality TV, influencers, entertainment and issues facing women. That is so fetch. Thank you. Welcome back to Outspoken. It's been an exciting week for us. We've got two special announcements. The first is that we have officially clocked over 1 million downloads and we want to say a big thank you to Annette Sharp for covering the story in the Daily Telegraph. And also thank you for everyone who's been listening and sharing with your friends. We've actually had a bit of an influx of listeners in the last couple of weeks. I feel so old because a lot of people in our community keep saying that they've come from TikTok and I keep having to put posts in the group like, can someone let me know who's shouted us out on TikTok or where they're coming from? So I feel like we need to get on TikTok, which we are. We, we now are on TikTok, a- Kate. Amy's all yeah, up on I'm TikTok. I'm all on TikTok. I post videography stuff on TikTok. I've now taken over the outspoken TikTok. So if you are on TikTok, please go and follow us. Say TikTok one more time. (laughs) How do they follow us? Because I don't know how to follow us on TikTok either. Our TikTok is outspoken underscore the underscore podcast. So search us on there. We will be posting more on it. Uh, We won't be posting any dancing though. Just just influencer content really, podcast content. Well, we revealed on a Q&A that we did on our Instagram that we don't dance. And some people seemed like quite shocked, maybe (laughs) angered that we Probably because they haven't seen us dance to begin with. They might understand then. Uh, yeah, I think it's a real service to, you know, the general population that we don't dance. Now, the, our other exciting announcement is that we have all had our first dose of Pfizer. So I was the first. I got mine on Monday. And I have got to say, I was so impressed with SA Health and the rollout. I went down to the Wavell Showgrounds. Now, for those who don't live in Adelaide, we should be having our royal show on this month. And so it was really weird to be rocking up to the showgrounds to get a vaccine. But I feel like I was just as excited to be there as I would normally have been for the show. I would have liked a hot jam donut on like when I was exiting. That would have been nice because I didn't get a lollipop or a sticker. Well, I had to go all the way to Nolunga to get my vaccination because Brandon and I panicked booked and we thought Nolunga won't be as popular as the showgrounds. But as you say, Kate, it feels so great to be on the process of being fully vaccinated. And I can't wait for three weeks to be over just so it can be done. Yeah. So I love that you say that you panic booked it, but you didn't even check Wayville's availability. It's like when you get concert tickets and everything crashes, you may as well just go with the safe (laughs) option. Yeah, exactly right. Well, for anyone that is wondering, we have had very minimal side effects. We did have a sore arm and that was literally all. I think stupidity may have been a side effect for me because... Look, I don't think it's fair to blame the vaccine on that. I think that was all yourself. So it's been doing stupid stuff like that for bloody her whole life. Well, the reason I say stupidity is because the next day... I was accepting members into the group. As you say, Kate, we have had quite an influx recently. Anyway. In our Facebook community. In our Facebook community. And I pressed approved. And then all of a sudden this button pops up and says, do you want to start a chat room with your new <laughs> users? And I, I thought I clicked no. This is a video chat room A video well. chat. So I quickly, <laughs> I flicked out of Facebook and that was all I thought of it until I got a message from Kate saying like, oh my God, why have you started a video chat? So this is 20 minutes after. And all I had been doing since I started the video chat was aimlessly scrolling on Instagram. So I'm still unaware if my face was up there for 20 minutes not knowing. (laughs) Well, at least you weren't in the shower this time. 
Well, that's what a few listeners did point out because obviously last week I shared a story about having a rather unfortunate incident where I almost started a video call in the shower. We need to have all – we need to put blue tack over all of your cameras on your phone, on your laptop. People were saying that we should do a chat in the Mm. Facebook community. I think that's kind of a good idea. No. No. (laughs) I'm just starting only for – so hold on. But in this video chat, do the – the people online, did they pop up on video? Yeah, as well? everyone does. No. It's like a big well, Zoom call, isn't it? I believe it only calls the new members and you can welcome them to the group. Oh, oh. God. I so think. sorry. Probably not going to be doing that. <laughs> that sounds a bit weird. <laughs> Imagine if you've just joined and you actually have no interest in mm. the actual podcast. You just want all the influencer goss and this random's just calling you. <laughs> Everyone's been asking us to film a video. So we're actually, we've just been uh, doing some work and she's been filming and I've been doing a lot of editing and stuff. Oh fuck, it's, uh, my battery's gonna die. Rumours are swelling that former influencer couple Madison Woolley and Jonathan Sauer have reunited. The pair officially called it quits on their two-year romance in late July, but eagle-eyed fans have spotted clues they may be back together. Sophie, before we get into it, can you give us a timeline of their relationship? Yeah, well, Madison debuted Jonathan on a YouTube channel back in July 2019 when they attended Splendour in the Grass together. Gosh, doesn't it just seem like such simpler times back then when people could actually go to music festivals? (laughs) Yeah, well, when the video was uploaded, quite a few people were confused because Madison hadn't yet addressed her breakup with her former long-term boyfriend, Brad. So the last vlog that Brad appeared in was at her 21st birthday only a couple of months before. So as soon as Jonathan and Madison started appearing in videos together, we heard how they actually met. So Madison revealed that the relationship started after she slid into Jonathan's DMs And it wasn't long before Jonathan made the move from Brisbane to Sydney to be with Madison. So so for those who don't know, Jonathan Sauer is an influencer in his own right after gaining a following for dating Australian OG influencer Shani Grimmon. I feel like that's a lot of where the confusion came from as well because people were so used to seeing Jonathan in Shani's videos and suddenly he was appearing in this other influencer's videos. Yeah, it was it was really odd to watch because as you said, we knew so much about Shani and Jonathan's relationship and then to see him starting this new relationship with another influencer was really bizarre. Mm, and there has been this long-standing joke that he's just the fabulous handbag that influencers bring <laughs> around. Well, I feel like this two-year relationship was quite turbulent from the start because Madison admitted that the first year was really tough and they fought over a lot of petty issues and people would pick up that they kept unfollowing and then refollowing each other, presumably signifying arguments in their relationship. Well, it's not really surprising because Madison was only 21 when they started dating and Jonathan was 27. So I feel like a lot of people, a lot of girls in their early 20s and men can be quite immature when they do go into a relationship like that. When you do have a bit of an age gap, I feel like sometimes that's where arguments can stem from. Yeah, it says Sophie, you have an age gap in your relationship. but I do, but it's reversed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, I think Madison herself even said in her podcast that she used to be quite petty and immature when they first started dating, but has now felt like she's matured two years into their relationship. I think we can all relate to that. We've all been there we've all been that early 20s when you're petty as fuck over anything and also probably feeling a little bit insecure it would be hard if your new boyfriend was known for being the boyfriend of a huge influencer Mm, and that's not to say though that she was causing all the arguments no one really knows what was going on except madison and jonathan 
Yeah, well, I feel like this breakup, though, was on the cards for a long time as the pair had stopped engaging with each other's posts on Instagram. So they hadn't unfollowed each other this time. However, it was quite clear that there was no love back and forth on each other's photos. And the writing seemed to be on the wall when Madison revealed that she was no longer moving out with Jonathan and her roommate, Caitlin, and she was in fact moving out by herself. Yeah, the rumours really started to get a little bit juicier when on the 15th of June, Madison and Caitlin released a podcast called Advice Sessions Breakups, Housemates and the L Word. And in this episode, Madison revealed that she was dealing with something behind the scenes that she was still processing, but told her followers that she would provide more information on the podcast the following week. This is what she said. What's been happening? Look, I feel like it's been going on for a while that I've been just dealing with some things behind the scenes and uh, yeah, just really reached a peak this week, didn't it? Um, But I'm going to talk about what's been going on completely next week in next week's episode. I just wanted to give myself like one week this week just to kind of process everything. I've been super, super like... (laughs) Vague. Vague, but next week I'll chat about it and um, let you guys in on kind of what's been going on a lot recently. So throughout the episode, Madison and Caitlin then made constant jibes about it being breakup season and all the questions that they answered were pretty much about breakups. They also said that they would be recording a special podcast series on how to deal with a breakup. So it's quite obvious what was going on. Do you guys reckon that they sent in all the questions to themselves? (laughs) Because I feel like that's pretty likely. No, I don't know. I think that a lot of her followers are quite receptive of what's going on in her life. So so they just all suddenly needed breakup advice, did they? Well, maybe they were asking it because they wanted to hear more about what was going on in her life. I don't know. Sophie (laughs) still just wants to believe the magic of the podcast world, doesn't she? That these are all legitimate (laughs) questions. Now, many listeners were waiting with bated breath to hear this next tell-all podcast. Unfortunately, it did not come. Madison followed up by saying this. I just wanted to quickly touch on as well, I spoke about in last week's episode that I was going to be sharing something that had been going on in my private life Um, and I was going to, I had every intention to, but since we actually put out that last podcast episode. It was literally like two weeks ago we recorded it. Yeah. Like timestamp, even though it came out last week. Yeah, yeah. And just since then there's been just like a lot of noise surrounding it, Um, like comments, Mm. DMs, podcast episodes, the whole whole. The whole thing. So yeah. I've actually just decided to not share about that part of my life right now. I think it's the healthiest decision for me. Um, and I'm sure I will later down the track. I have every intention to obviously talk about that. Um, but right now, I'm just going to keep that part of my life off the internet. And yeah, I hope you guys can respect that decision. Um, it's really tricky trying to navigate things like that when you do have such like a large online platform. So hopefully, yeah. I feel like you forget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. So hopefully you guys can understand where I'm coming from. For me, it's quite clear that Jonathan found out that she was going to do a tell-all podcast and told her to zip it because I personally <laughs> wouldn't be very happy if I heard that this big tell-all episode was happening where she was going to dish the dirt on me, particularly because they both have large followings. And you've got to remember that poor Jonathan, he's been through a very public breakup before. People will remember that Shani released a breakup YouTube video all about him, only then a few months later to reveal that they were back together. See, that video attracted millions of views. I feel like this is probably what Madison was hoping for by potentially doing her own tell all about him. It makes me think, though, that maybe she didn't divulge more because she was hoping to rekindle a relationship with him. Hmm. 
So after that very vague statement, Caitlin and Madison did have a quite humorous conversation about a lot of followers had pointed out that they mustn't be broken up because they haven't unfollowed each other this time. And that's when Madison did say she was trying to be more mature from this process. It's really disappointing because their whole podcast is about opening up about relationships and giving advice on relationships. So I feel like it would have been the perfect platform to explain what had happened. They never say anything about their own relationships. It's like, oh, sorry. Oh, we'll touch on one thing, but we're not actually Mm. going to go into it. It's like, I'm sorry, but the point of having a podcast, a dating advice podcast is about sharing your own experiences that other people Mm. can learn from. Can you imagine if Call Her Daddy, if Alex Cooper from Call Her Daddy was like, sorry, not going to go into my sex life. Sorry, not going to go into my relationship. Like, of course, she gives pseudo names for the people. So Mm. it's a little bit easier. But I mean, just tell us why you broke up. We all want to know. I think it also gets awkward, particularly when influencers tout that they're being real and raw and showing you that they're their life and talking about their life when it seems very manufactured and very cherry-picked, particularly now that these signs have come out that the pair are potentially back together. So, Kate, what are the signs that they are back together? Well, on Tuesday, Madison released a vlog called Furniture Deliveries and Office Space. (laughs) I love the names of these vlogs. (laughs) They just crack me up. Like the way you're saying it, like it's super serious. I know. Well, the video was a pretty uneventful 19-minute diary of a week in her life in lockdown. And I mean, to be honest, I was pretty bored throughout it. She updated her followers on new pieces of furniture for her office and her skincare regime. So it was pretty pretty normal video she's in lockdown kate it's not going to be super interesting is it yeah but they're not that different when she's not in lockdown to be (laughs) honest anyway some absolute sleuths have spotted at the 11 40 (laughs) minute mark of the video just to be precise if you want to go check it out Jonathan's reflection in Madison's mirror. So funnily enough, Madison is making herself an Aperol spritz and she's making a big deal saying that she bought all these spirits and mixes for her friends. However, of course, they're not going to be over for a long time. So she's going to, you know, just drink it herself. This is quite disingenuous because it's fairly obvious when you do spot Jonathan in the reflection that she's not drinking by herself. So why make such a big deal about it? It was funny because some viewers also picked up on the fact that Madison kept using the words we rather than I. So for instance, she said, we are going to make some lunch and we might make something for dinner. And she was replying to a couple of these comments under the YouTube video and it was all like, oh, whoops, I'm so used to saying we because I'm Mm. used to living with a housemate. So after seeing these comments, I was like, God, I've got to watch this video a bit more closely because I basically fell asleep on the couch when watching it for the first time. So I went back and I watched her pour the cocktail and I saw Jonathan in the reflection. And this was on Saturday night. Now, the next day she woke up and went to get a coffee and had a walk at the beach. Now, I feel like a real investigator because I paused the screen and I noticed that she's wearing leggings, white long socks and white sneakers. Now, you can also see Jonathan's shadow next to her on the ground. Well, I'm presuming it's Jonathan. Then Jonathan on the same day has uploaded a Instagram story of his feet next to a girl's feet. And guess what? They're a bloody match. It's Madison's feet. So he seems more keen for people to actually know that they're back together, whereas she seems to be hiding it a little bit more. Oh, my God. And also, he won't stop liking her photos on Instagram. Mm. Literally every photo of hers he liked. Well, he's trying to win her back. Yeah. Well, again, I was tasked with investigating this. I took it very seriously. And in the last month, Madison has posted 39 photos, which Jonathan has liked all of them. I did find it (laughs) extra interesting because... 
when Jonathan posted his legs, he was wearing like a green tracksuit and he posted all these like posy photos of himself at the beach in the tracksuit. So I think Madison also took the photo. So I feel like this is very clear that they're back on again. But what does this mean for the New South Wales COVID rules? Because Madison and Jonathan are both living in Greater Sydney. And obviously, the state is in lockdown currently. And there are some rules regarding visiting people's houses. It's funny you say that because I did notice under one of Jonathan's rather staged model-esque photos that someone said, how the fuck are you taking these photos of yourselves in of yourself in lockdown? Mm. He posted a few new reels as well. And I thought, this is not a housemate who has filmed these reels. It's clearly Madison. You need to know sort of what you're doing. And the reels looked good. Well, let's get into the rules because as of the 31st of July, people who live alone can nominate a visitor as part of a singles bubble. So once the singles bubble is formed, the person cannot change the nominated person for the extended stay at home order. So the rule allows people living alone to socialize with one nominated visitor at their house. So the nominated person cannot be in a bubble with anyone else. The person must also be living or staying in Greater Sydney, including the Blue Mountains and Wollongong, and must not live in the local government areas of concern. But interestingly, if you are in Greater Sydney, you don't actually have to register your nominated visitor. Yeah, it's a tricky one because we are living in South Australia, so it's hard to get our head around all of the rules, particularly when the rules are broken up to different local government areas. I suppose it's a little bit of a grey area because Caitlin was living with Madison for a few weeks before she moved into her new apartment. So perhaps now since Caitlin has moved out because you have to be living alone in order Mm. to set up an actual singles bubble. So perhaps since perhaps Caitlin was never a part of her bubble, perhaps she was considered a housemate Mm. and now she has coupled up. Sounds very Love Island bubbled up (laughs) with Jonathan. So what do you guys think, though, of making someone who is your ex-boyfriend part of your bubble? I think it's a very dangerous move because, unfortunately, we don't know how long this lockdown is going to last in Sydney. So if you're making your ex-boyfriend your one single person that you can meet up with, what happens when you have an argument? Mm. I mean, the fact that you don't actually have to register the person in your bubble, that's a bit of a grey area because clearly people are just going to be swapping and switching Mm. who their elected person is. Yeah, well, officially you're not allowed to switch. So once you've nominated someone, they are the person that you have to have in your bubble for the extended stay-at-home order. So it is rather dangerous if you are selecting someone that, you know, you may have an argument with. Because I'm surprised that Madison wouldn't have picked her friend Lexi Murray because both of them have gone through breakups. I believe both of them live quite close Mm. by to each other. Do you know, I find it interesting that Madison actually hasn't said anything about this single bubble and who's a part of her bubble it was rather interesting because in madison's recent podcast she did a q a and a lot of listeners wrote in asking why is jonathan continuing to like your photos what is going on there and basically she said that they weren't back together but they were just they were friends and they're you know on very good terms with one another at the moment however then people are writing in her comments saying Um, oh, drinking alone with a man in the mirror. And she responds, ha, 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 I was drinking alone. So I'm really confused. Like there's a lot of deflection going on. I just think that she should be honest about what's going on. Maybe it's because of the rules. Maybe because there is such a gray area and Mm. a lot of influence is being called out right now. I think she said that she was drinking alone because Jonathan no longer drinks alcohol. So I think it was a real loophole to be like, oh, well, officially I was drinking alone. Do you think it's a bit of attention-seeking behaviour Or do you think she's just been caught out? 
I think she was caught out because I still do not know how that person spotted it because it was so hard to actually see. I think it's more of a case of Jonathan wants to make it look like they're back together, whereas for her, I don't think she... I think she wants to keep it on the down low. Can somebody call me an ambulance because I'm in trouble? Time is moving really, really slowly and everything is flat. I need you to call me an ambulance or failing that, my mummy. YouTube power couple Zoella and her boyfriend Alfie have announced the arrival of their baby girl. The pair made the announcement on Instagram, surprising fans with the unusual baby name. Yeah, so instead of keeping fans hanging with a name reveal like so many influencers do on YouTube, they posted a photo of their baby girl with the caption, She's here. Meet Otilia Rue, born on the 29th, 08, 2021. So followers were quick to comment on what they said was an unusual name. It is really unusual. I have never heard that name before. It does sound quite fancy. Well, the name Otilia actually comes from the French word meaning prosperous in battle, and it's also the female version of the name Otto. Well, according to The Telegraph, apparently in 2019, it made the list of popular names, but it was one of the more unusual names that made that list. It's a very posh name, though, and apparently 2021 is all about posh names in the UK. So I feel like this name is going to start popping up everywhere. It's a bit like when Mason started popping up, when Kourtney Kardashian had Mason, and now I hear of so many Masons around. I feel like Zoella's pregnancy has been so quick. It seems like just yesterday that they both announced they were having a baby, and they really have done a good job at documenting the process. So I am interested to see whether we get a labor vlog. However, I almost think that it's not really her style to do this sort of video. It almost seems to be unclassy. Yeah, with a name like Atelia, I don't think she's going to be getting a labor vlog, but I could be wrong. I mean, it just depends how much they want to monetize this pregnancy, and they have done a lot of pregnancy videos. I always love seeing how the consistency of video goes once they have the baby, because I feel like a lot of YouTubers are, yeah, we're going to pump out heaps of content, and then the real reality of motherhood starts to creep in. Well, Zoella disappeared for about three to four months when she first found out she was pregnant because she was very sick during her pregnancy. So I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see a video for a while. The only way that we might get a labor vlog is if it has been professionally filmed by a production company. Mm, and I mean, very classy. Yeah. And Kate, you do say that they have somewhat monetized this pregnancy. However, I really love the fact that they didn't keep us waiting with the name and just announced it. So keep walking. Do you want to say everyone do your, yeah, big bollocks up on your neck? Actually, I don't want to fucking speak to you right now because I don't want to scream at you. Because scream at me. I want to speak to you, so speak. But I don't want to speak to you because right now you look like a two-faced prick. YouTuber Danny Mansudi is back in hotel quarantine in Melbourne after officially moving home from the UK. In a recent Q&A, Danny opened up about what it feels like to return to a city in lockdown, why she's returned home, and most importantly, what's happened to her pug beans. I feel like we've got to get into what's going on with Danny's dog because it has been a contentious issue on her channel for a while because... 
A number of years ago, Danny was accused of mistreating her pug, Bean. So there was a video that Danny put out and a lot of people accused her of keeping Beans in a dark room and said that there was poo all over the walls and he'd been locked away for 10 hours. Now, she was called selfish for getting a dog because she was known to be a travel vlogger and she's always away. So people were questioning, well, who's going to be looking after this dog? Now, this drama got so big that Jeffree Star got involved and he tweeted her saying, you abuse your dog and are a piece of shit. Anything you say is automatically invalid. So since this whole dog drama, a lot of followers have been constantly asking about Beans's welfare. And now that Danny is back in Australia, a lot of people are asking, well, where's your dog? I feel like it's really good that Danny did open up about what is happening to Beans because as you say, Kate, she would have been receiving so many questions about it. So she revealed that Beans will in fact be flying back to Australia. However, it does come with an $8,000 price tag, which is quite interesting because Danny has opened up about how she is struggling financially at the moment. And that's after she got her breast implant surgery and then subsequent removal. And she's also gone through some very costly moving expenses. What has also made Beans' return slightly more difficult is the fact that he is a flat-nosed dog. So apparently a lot of airlines don't like to allow these dogs to fly because they have a lot of breathing issues. However, Danny has said that she's taken Beans to the vet and the vet has confirmed that he is very fit and healthy and is able to fly. I was quite surprised she would open up about this because as you say, Kate, there's been a lot of accusations thrown her way about the treatment of her dog. I suppose because she is confirming she's been to a vet who's approved all of this, maybe she thinks that she's not going to cop any flack from it. I feel like she's gotten to the point where she just has to be transparent with what's going on. And I think she would actually cop more flack if she decided that she was leaving him back in the UK. Yeah, well, she said that he's currently with her auntie at the moment in Yorkshire having a great time. So I, I'm happy for Beans that he's coming to Australia. He'll probably have a great <laughs> a great trip yeah. over here. Well, did she explain why she's actually moving back? Well, she said that it's to do with the pandemic. She said it gave her a different outlook on things and she felt so far away from her parents that it was really important for her to have that quality time with them while she can. How do you guys feel about Danny Mansudian being let back into Australia for a second time? Because it was very controversial the last time she got an exemption to come back into Australia. And this is when she did decide to make the move. So she had to fly back to the UK to pack all their stuff up and tie up any loose ends. But I kind of find it disturbing how easily she keeps managing to get back into the country when there are so many other people out there that seem to be on a waiting list and also don't have the funds to pay for these very expensive overseas flights. Well, it does seem to be rules for some and rules for others. We've seen lots of celebrities as well that have been allowed to come into the country through exemptions. And it does seem like a lot of, quote, everyday people seem to be the ones who are stuck overseas and having difficulty getting back. Yeah, I feel like there's not so much anger around it this time because last time Danny was coming from the UK, which was locked down at the time, to Melbourne where it had just opened up. However, this time she's going from the UK that's all opened up back into a lockdown in Melbourne. So I feel like perhaps it won't piss off as many people. 
Yeah, well, she was actually asked that question, how she felt about leaving Freedoms to come to a city that was in lockdown. And she said that I'm not in Australia to party or go wild. I'm here to be back with my family. And lockdown or not, it wouldn't change our plans of being together. She also left it with a pretty interesting stat. So she said that overall, she has spent 10 months in lockdown, plus three months living with restrictions and 30 days of hotel isolation. So she said that at the moment, really, she's more used to restrictions than having no restrictions in her life. Well, she was partying in Mykonos before she made the trip back to Australia. So my heart doesn't bleed that much for her. A lot of us would be loving to go overseas at the moment. So we're just waiting for our taxi and Michael literally just asked the best question. You know how he's like really good with geography and all of that good stuff? He's like, don't film this, but can I ask you a question? He said, are we like still in the world? Like that little blue ball, are we like there? And I'm like, well, yeah. Bali is in Earth. After six months away, Michael Finch has returned to YouTube, revealing he will now be posting weekly content. In the last 10 days, Michael shared three new YouTube videos and told his audience, if you think I'm going to upload and then fuck off again, it's not happening. I'm here every week again, bitch, so get used to me. I, for one, am very excited about this revelation. Amy, can you talk us through what type of content Michael has been sharing? Yeah, well, his first video back was entitled, Life is so great, I'm back. And the new vibe of his vlogs is basically healthy living. So Michael has been sharing lots of healthy recipes and lifestyle tips on his Instagram. So it's really not surprising this content is now appearing on his YouTube channel. I really loved that he seemed so focused on this new lapel microphone that he had. So (laughs) he seemed like he was trying to, you know, take on board the TikTok style where people hold the microphone instead of actually putting it on their collar and he kept getting so frustrated with it I think it was literally because he actually couldn't work out the clip that's what he said (laughs) I'm really interested to see how this return goes for Michael Finch because I feel like getting the new lapel mic and the new fancy equipment kind of reminds me of the of evolution that Anastasia Kingsnorth is currently going through so she's one of our favorite UK influencers we often talk about and she was very much known for vlogging at her family home and being around her little brother and her mum. However, she's now made the move to live by herself in Manchester and she's got her two new friends involved in the vlogs and she's got all the lapel mics and stuff. But people are saying, we don't actually like the new content. We liked when you were real and raw at home. So I'm interested to see because Michael Finch had a reputation for being quite vulgar, hilarious, posting a lot of makeup videos and also hanging out with all his influencer friends. So sometimes when they start bringing in new characters, to the videos people don't like them I do think it's interesting that his second video featured Sky Wheatley because I feel like they could be a very good duo on on YouTube together well the thing is though just back to the quality of the content I actually think it's been shown that people enjoy consuming content that isn't that high quality especially when it comes to vlogs I heard Sarah's day talking about it the other day how when she tried to produce really high quality content she picked up her vlog camera less And it's quite funny because being a videographer, I do sort of notice the quality of some videos. And I actually thought the audio was worse with the microphone because I think it was too close to his mouth. But it's good he is trying to make it better quality. Can I just say, I think he only had a microphone. He wasn't doing anything else that revolutionary. What I did notice, though, was that he has really seemed to have downsized with his house. So he's living in quite a modest rental property because for those who don't follow Michael, those who haven't followed Michael Finch, he usually has quite lavish, you know, five bedroom houses on the on in Brisbane and now it just looks like you know your regular rental property it's probably because he's sort of 
stopped doing YouTube and a lot of Instagram content for a number of years. So he probably doesn't have the same amount of money. But interestingly, he has addressed on his Insta story that he has deleted his conspiracy theory and he would not be bringing them back. I wondered if this had something to do with the current climate and also him being quite perceptive of the fact that influencers are copying it for being anti-lockdown, anti-vax. And maybe he was concerned that he might be put in that same category. Well, I suppose if you're touting yourself as a bit of a conspiracy theorist maybe people will just assume that you are those things well let's be honest that content did not take off for him I never watched it and I used to be an OG Michael Finch YouTube viewer I do think he's been smart to remove that type of content because all these forums like tea time on the internet I think I saw some posts that people were screenshotting things that he'd been liking on Twitter like questionable things around like pandemics and that type of content so I feel like now a lot of people are thinking shit I can't be seen to be liking and promoting these things anymore. Well, it seems his hiatus on YouTube has affected his views because on average, his last three videos have received around 50,000 views, which is very low for him because previously he was getting on average around 300,000 views. And not surprisingly, he is hemorrhaging followers by the day. In the last 30 days, according to Social Blade, he's lost 4,000 followers on YouTube and 2,000 of those followers were in the last 10 days so they are after he shared new content so it seems like people aren't really liking the content well I don't necessarily think it's not because people aren't liking the content it's the fact that he's changing and evolving so he's going to get new followers on the way that relate to the content he's putting out personally I think the content is a lot better and it seems a lot more genuine I agree and you've got to remember that the girls who would have followed him around five years ago they've probably all grown up now and probably aren't interested in the same sort of influences that they once were him popping back up in their youtube feeds probably reminded them oh shit i forgot i was even subscribed to him and that might be a reason behind all the unfollows well that's all we've got time for today thank you so much for listening to another episode of outspoken and if you have enjoyed the show could you please make sure you leave a five-star rating and review and you can join us in our facebook community and join in on the discussion at outspoken the podcast community on facebook 